Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. The award-winning Crunch Time, the Honda HRV, as different as the people who drive it. Fall in love with lunch again at Subway with 19 fresh new ingredients at participating restaurants. This is Crunch Time on your Saturday afternoon as we look back on the, the first two games of round four and look ahead as well to what should be some fantastic games as this footy season starts to take shape last night. Collingwood moved back into the eight, beating the Western Bulldogs. It was low scoring early, but in the end, the Pies got home against the Bulldogs and uh, have now squared their ledger at two and two. It was 78 to 64, the final score. And of course, Melbourne defeated the Sydney Swans on the road on Thursday night. Big day of footy ahead. Bob Murphy, Kane Corns, David King and Anthony Hudson with you for the Honda HRV with sporty styling and premium interior. It's as different as the people who drive it and fall in love with lunch again at Subway with 19 fresh new ingredients at participating restaurants. Some quick thoughts on last night before we do move on. Greg Swan is going to join us in the box at the MCG. Let's start with Marcus Bontempelli and the ruck battle between young Tim English and uh, up against Brody Grundy who dominated in the hit outs and in the end gave them the edge. I was pretty proud of, of Timmy and the way he battled away and, and, and constantly um, continued to front up for the contest and, and you just, I think you're starting to get an insight into the type of player that he'll be longer term with his ability to obviously move around the ground and, and operate and, um, and sort of pick up possessions and, and he, he also sort of looks at times like a, a fifth on baller so um, he's only, I guess, in the, in the infancy of his career and, you know, just 13 games and, and whatnot. So he's, he's learning a lot, I think, over the last sort of couple of weeks. He plays against bigger and stronger opponents. But obviously Brody had a, had a quite influential game. And although we, we managed to repel some of his, I guess, rough dominance, he definitely had a, a considerable influence, which sort of made a difference in the end. Bob, your main takeaway from last night? Oh, look, my main takeaway was was that there's, I think the teams, you know, I don't think there's many surprises, you know, that's probably where the dogs are at and the pies are just too strong. My takeaway was that, you know, it's just so not great to see Marcus Bontempelli moving so freely and back to his best. So I think he's reapply, it's almost like he's reapplying to be considered a top 10 player in the competition. Yeah, and clearly the injury his body has played a, a part in the fact that his numbers hadn't accelerated Kingy up until now but uh, I was watching him last night I actually felt a couple of times at the game that they actually went to him when there was probably better options but so he's kind of a bit like that forward like that buddy forward that Kane has previously talked about when in his career starred with buddy doesn't like talking about it I know about himself but <laughs> how he and buddy played together in one match <laughs> apparently I'm talking about that he, he, he is demanding of the footy now is that is that a potentially a bad thing in the midfield or with Bond it doesn't matter because he'll get it and he'll use it well? Gee, it's, it's hard not to give it to Bond, isn't it? Mm. I mean, if he demands the ball, he's such a clear 
decision maker. He doesn't waste the football. As we said, six of his last seven games, 29-plus disposals, 10 of his first his previous 100. So he's in some serious form. Hard to, hard to, it's hard to say I'm going to make a better t- decision than Marcus Pontepelli. He's going to be up there in Brownlow votes at this early yeah. stage. Kane, your takeaway from last night. Well, I just want to speak about Collingwood's forward line and the fact that maybe they're forgetting what a special player Jaden Stevenson in is. And I thought he turned their season last year. In game number three, they were 0-2, the Pies. They came to Adelaide on a wet night and beat Adelaide. He kicked five in game number three. Now, he kicked 38 for the year last year, just for this year. I think they need to move him deeper towards goal with the goey. And if that forces Elliot up the ground or out of the side, then so be it. Because wow. I, just, I just think he's, he's that good and that special that... He's wasted up the ground, and he'll get a bit of the ball playing across half forward and some uncontested stuff. But he's a nightmare matchup inside fifty. So I want to see them settle him back down to where he did so much damage last year because he's he's a special player. I want to ask you, got mine's my takeaway is a question. Oh, is that allowed? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you if you were to be given the information that the Collingwood Football Club would win hitouts sixty to six, hitouts to advantage seventeen zero. And hit it to players like Penderbury, Sidebottom, Trelaw, Adams, and eventually Dugowie. You would think they won the clearances by how many? Um, 15. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. 12 plus. Yeah. At halftime, they trailed by three. Yeah, amazing. I mean, th- this, is a, this is something that they need to look at. It's something they need to say, okay, how do we maximise this clear advantage? They did it last year, and, and we keep saying it. I'm only going to judge teams on their absolute best for the first six weeks of the year. And they're, they're, they're miles from that at the moment, Collingwood, which is great if you're a Collingwood fan, two and two, and so much upside to come. But that, that sort of advantage, that just should be game separating. So what, what, why isn't it? Well, I think they need to look at the mix in there. I yeah. actually think... Degoe made a big difference when he went in, I thought, yeah, last night. as a big body. Yep. Bra- is it Braden Sire? Is that his name? Yeah. Yep. I think he needs to come back in. He's that... He hasn't he's played... That big frame that can go absolutely at the drop zone, at the ruckman's feet... To, to be the distributor. The rest of them, are, they, they seem a metre off. And, and they, were, they were embarrassed a few times by how hard the dogs were at ground level. Mm. I think he was left out of the team. He maybe had a couple of interruptions in the preseason. Hasn't responded as well yet as they would have liked. So he hasn't need him in got form. in the team. And it's been interesting because we've spoken about perhaps some have said the best midfield ever. Um, but it's certainly their numbers. Did you say that, or who, who no, said it? It wasn't me. I don't want to put Lordo in it. Ah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Matty Lloyd. I think it was yeah, too. Job ever, best ever. <laughs> well, he, well, he's. I mean, it's hard to argue with those names, the names that they're yeah. far off that, and they were fantastic last year. So again, it's early, and there's still some teething problems in servicing all these players. Given that Beams has come in, Elliot's come back in that forward line. So there's some work to do for Nathan Butler. But gee, there's some great magnets, magnets to work with. All right, let's move on six. Uh, minutes after either the hour or the half hour here on Crunch Time. This is for the Honda HRV with sporty styling and premium interior. I was just looking at Kane's clock here and his unbelievable beach. We've just heard news through that Kane is going to uh, going to be leaving the show just because he's got to run an errand for Lucy before the show ends. He's on coffee today. We can see who's in control of the situation yeah, yeah. in this house. Uh, and so, David, you've got. There's something that I want you to bring up oh, with yes. Kane because yeah, you two have had having a little bit of a oh, little little bit of a no, Twitter spat. No, no, not a Twitter spat. I was made aware of some it's crazy. Been a bit hard on me, Kingy. Oh, no, no. Year. Well, you've been hard on yourself. Likes when you to keep me accountable. Well, someone has to because <laughs> I think you're losing your way a little. <laughs> I, I saw you tweet the other night something along the lines of, and I'll get it oh, up here. I went, I went on the captain's run yesterday on SEN. Thanks for listening. Jake Melksham yep. has only had seven Brownlow votes in his career, but he's the most 
underrated AFL player. And probably second most important behind Max Gorn at the D's. Now, I, I, I just want to give you the chance to apologise for saying that sort of stuff because the Melbourne folk are angry. <laughs> Do you agree that he's underrated? Can we get, can yeah, we the, get yeah, that? Underrated, no problem. Okay. Tick. So, We're so all I happy think with you're that. not happy with me saying he's Melbourne's second most oh, important no. player. Oh, I, no. I've just got to say, Kingy, you, you find me a medium-sized forward who averages a contested marker game, who sent the ball inside 50 nearly 100 times last year, second at the club for score involvements, and plays the hardest position on the ground. And you'll mention Oliver, and I know he's important, but I think he wastes the footy a little bit. You'll mention Brayshaw. Midfielders are a dime a dozen. What aren't a dime a dozen? What aren't a dime a dozen is small to medium forwards that can play that role the hardest on the ground week in, week out. And I thought his 14 disposals on Friday night, you wouldn't find him in any best best player list. He he, he wasn't there. I thought he was so influential because he got them going. He was the one that was prepared to take the game on. and But to um, spike him to second best. Yeah, I think – no, I'm not saying best. So second most important. Important. Important is different Second most important. I'm not saying – Seventh in their best and fairest last year. I'm not year. saying so he's, he's a top ten. better Oliver player. could be a once-in-a-generation yeah. midfielder. I'm not saying he's a better player. I'm saying importance to their structure – I hang think on, he's on. second behind. You're adding. Board. No, 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 no. no. I didn't say best. On. Kingy, I Where didn't say best. I said important. So that, that, that's the critical word there, and I think he's so important to their structure. Where would you say Greg Swan is in terms of importance oh, yeah. in the Brisbane structure? He's the man. He's the man. Yep. He's the CEO, and he's next to you there, Bob. He is certainly here, <clears throat> Anthony. Greg, welcome to Crunch Time. How you? How are you feeling? Pre 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 Bombers battle. Yeah. Um, Quietly confident. Yeah, we're going okay. So, big test today, obviously. But Quietly confident pretty, you come out with Swanee. 30 years in footy and you go with quietly confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's hard to win, Hutto. It's, uh, but we've done it three times, which is good. So, hopefully we can make it four. I think there's a fair bit of optimism coming into the year, Greg. Um, have you, has it exceeded your own expectations of where the, where the boys are at at the moment? Yeah, it's actually funny. I keep getting texts off the AFL because I blew up at the when the draw came out, thinking that they'd given us an unbelievably tough draw with the <laughs> reigning premiers and a few others, and if we kept winning, there, you know, are you still upset? Still upset? So <laughs> probably, uh, you know, we we thought it was a pretty tough old start, but we've we've been good, and um, yeah, it, it probably has. I mean, we thought we'd improve. There's no doubt. I mean, we'd had we did have a good preseason. Touch wood, we're pretty healthy. Um, you know, we won our two JLTs, and we'd had a quite a lot of match practice and stuff like that. So we, we thought we were in pretty good shape and, um, yeah, so far so good. Can I ask you about, there's there's always intrigue about Luke Hodge and from afar I'm always fascinated. And last year, clearly his influence of, you know, an inexperienced side who was playing brave football but ultimately not winning that many games. What about his influence in the early parts of this year with on the other side of it. So now now yeah. with a bit more expectation, um, have, you, have you noticed his, his influence amongst the group? Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sort of on the record saying that, you know, for us to get better, he was he was a big catalyst as to why. As not only for, for him to come was a, was a big thing. Uh, and even when you talk to the people like a Lockie Neal and a Link McCarthy, like one of the things is, oh, we'd love to play with Luke Hodge, you know. So even though he's coming to the twilight of his career, he's, he's really valuable. And in, in this last few weeks, he's just emphasised that everything stays normal. You know, you don't change because you're winning, you don't take shortcuts, you don't get ahead of yourself, you just you turn up again next week and you do it again and you do it again. And I think, you know, for our guys, we 
Last year we started 0-8, the year before we were 1-10, so we've had, got off to terrible starts. And uh, so to be 3-zip is probably a little bit new for most of the boys. And um, so, yeah, he's just emphasised that that doesn't make any difference. You just keep it pretty normal and, uh, and, and turn up and hopefully win again the next week. Is it hard, though, when the horizon changes a little bit, Swanee, when you do get to that 3-zip and, and you're one of only two teams in the competition? Oh, look, I don't know if it's hard. I mean, it's just it, probably what it does show is how even the comp is. You know, we're four rounds in and only two teams haven't lost and we've both got a play still. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a different expectation. You you sort of start now to look at, uh, you know, teams around you and who's playing who and, uh, you know, can we stay up there and, uh, you know, look at our percentage, look at, you know, Melbourne beating Sydney the other night. You know, so now they're both one and three. So, you know, and it's so so hard. I mean, we've got Essendon today who, you know, we think are a really good team and Collingwood next week. And so all of a sudden you could be back in the mire. So for us, we've just got to try and keep winning. That, that's what we're trying to do. You're the youngest list in the competition. If you take Luke Hodge out, you're probably even younger. That goes without saying. Traditionally, the youngest list in the comp won't win the flag, but you're a very good chance to play finals. How far away... Is it uh, that you could be saluting, and what are the pieces of the puzzle that you got to put together? Yeah, yes, Ronnie. Yeah, can we're you we're sort we're that out for me, Corns? That'd be great. Record. Just, just pressing give us another. Uh, <laughs> give us a entree into the last weeks. Oh, look, we we yeah no, we know we've got some young blokes, but we we did bring in some mid twenties players this year, which have really helped us. But the young blokes now are into their third and fourth seasons, you know, the Berries, McLuggages, um, Reese Matheson, you know, even Hippie. Like, they're only 21, 22, but now they've got a, that classic body of work behind them. They've got sort of 60, 70 games now. And so they're, they're getting used to playing 22 games and, you know, being a bit more consistent perhaps than they were as, you know, as 18-year-olds. So that, that's been a plus for us. And, you know, with Neil, McCarthy... Um, Jared Lyons and guys like that come through. Like Marcus Adams is now back training and he, hopefully he'll be playing in the NEFL in the next week or two. So he's not far away as well. So all those guys are in their mid-20s, which we felt we had a bit of a gap there. And not only are they good players, but they're ripper blokes as well. So that's been a real plus. But the young fellas have been good. And, um, you know, Huey McLuggage and, and probably uh, Bears, they're, they're probably the most consistent. You know, they've been, they've been getting uh, more consistent as, as they keep playing. So... I suppose that's a long-winded thing to say. You know, we we know where we're at. We've still we're still reasonably young, but we think we'll get better with those kids just naturally. And then, if we can keep adding, you know, one or two good players a year, like we think we have this year, then uh, then who knows where we end up? Are there any challenges, Swanee, with retaining these youngsters coming through? I mean, where, where does it put you in a in a in a salary cap sense? I mean, we we just get so disappointed when when star players leave the Queensland environment, whether it be yourselves or the Gold Coast for, for greener pastures, because you've done so much work to get this club back on the right track. Yeah, look, most of them uh, are on long-term deals at the moment, so we're, we're pretty comfortable with, with uh, where that's at. So Dom Ambrosio does our list management. He's he's done a really good job, you know, signing everybody to long-term deals, you know, from Cam Rayner uh, and Zach Bailey last year and... Um, you know, as I said, those other kids, McLuggage and Berry and Hipwood, they're all out to early 2022, 21. And so now we're pretty confident. They, they've, uh, this, especially this group, group of young blokes, you know, they're really close. And, you know, we've worked hard at that. So I, I'd be pretty confident that, you know, we won't lose, uh, 
you know, lose anybody from that from that uh, position. So that'll be good for us. Because, you know, you know what it's like. You just need that consistency. Mm. As I said, you know, we, we haven't had many injuries, so they're starting to play together. Um, yeah, and, and that, that's helped us as well. So there's a, there's a fair bit of cohesion at the moment too. So you feel like the days of having seven best and fairest winners just to keep everyone happy <laughs> are gone, Swanee? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I reckon that might be right, Kingy. Yeah, was it seven? I think it was about five. <laughs> oh, was it? Okay. What's the person? How would you describe the personality of the groups? One, you've been in round footy for a long time, and you've would have seen different playing groups. And when you went to Carlton, there was yeah you know, talk that there was a, they were a bit of an introverted group. And uh, so, what's this group like? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's actually a good mix. There's a few, you know, there's a few strut around, and there's a few uh, scallywags, and uh, who are the strutters? You, know, uh, oh, you can probably pick them, to be honest. Um, you know, but there's a good mix. One thing they do do is work hard, and they're pretty humble. So even though I've said I've probably bagged one or two of the strutting around, but they're pretty good. They're not. Uh, they're not big-head strutters. They're just confident in themselves strutters, you know, those sort of guys. So, um, but, you know, we've got a good mixture. And, um, yeah, and there's a really good environment there. So that, that's, you know, as I said, we've worked hard at that. You know, when Fags came in, uh, you know, we redid all our um, uh, welfare and, you know, Andrew Crowell looks after that and he does a great job and, you know, Nobes came in. So the whole thing's been uh, sort of turned on its head and we've worked really hard at it. And, you know, we've been about bringing good quality people into the place. You know, the year before we got Charlie Cameron. So we've actually, you know, to answer your question before about the people going home, we've actually been able to attract some good players. You know, like mm-hmm. I think most people fell off their chair when Lockie Neal said he wanted to go to the Lions. And, um, you know, the you year did before too, Charlie, didn't you? Charlie Cameron, yeah, I probably was a little bit surprised. But I was trying to work out what the tie was, but <laughs> there wasn't one. Anyway, he just thought he liked what we were doing. So um, there you go. Yeah, it was good. But, you know, so for, so for that, so you chuck in Hodgie, guys like Charlie Cameron, uh, even Marcus Adams at the time, he had some fair bit of interest from other clubs, you know, including a couple of the bigger ones and chose to come to us. So that hopefully that's flipped around a little bit and we, we're attracting some good players. One thing I was um, listening to Hugh McCluggage talk the other day and one thing he, it sort of triggered in my mind going back to the, the glory days, the Gabba can be an unbelievable venue. I mean, we haven't seen it full for certainly not regularly for a long time but it was it was it can pump with 20 odd thousand there and it just for the yeah for the first time in a long time Swanee I I feel like that can be a real weapon for you I I have no doubt about that and and it's you're right it's it's a it's a bit of a bowl the Gabba but it they do make some noise and it's uh you know it's it's pretty intimate and I remember being on the other end of it whoever I heard someone (laughs) mumbling in the background the Gabba yeah you go up there and (laughs) They'd roar and you'd get mangled and you'd go home and um, <laughs> lick your wounds and try and start recover. whinging but, about uh, about yeah. cola and that sort of stuff. Yeah, all that sort of stuff and advantages they had. And but <laughs> but it does it does pump the ground does pump and I think hopefully early next week um, that Collingwood Easter Thursday game will be a sellout. So that'll that'll get back to the Halcyon days, which will be fantastic. So where does that leave Queensland footy? I mean, Suns do appear to have got their act together to some degree, and there's a, there's a little bit of, you know, we, we've heard that the grassroots stuff has been going pretty well for a while. Is, is, that, is that fair that it's, it, this yeah, is the best the, health it's been in overall for a fair while? I think, I think that's right. I, um, the game itself at junior level and Auskick and, you know, and the girls as well is, is, is massive there, and probably it's been waiting for us and the Suns to come good to put a bit of cream on the top because it's sort of, it's sort of almost been organic without people. Uh, one thing about Queensland is you sort of end up, 
whoever's going well attracts the most publicity and you know the biggest crowds and things. And at the moment, the Bronx are one and four, and the Reds are sort of mid-table, and so that's been good for us as well. You know, from a publicity point of view, uh, Courier Mail, we actually come back from about 10 pages in. We are on the back page last week, you know. So some things like that happen. And, um, yeah, so so the foot the footy's pretty healthy. And, as I said, it's been waiting for us two to actually live up to our end of the bargain and start winning some games and give the kids some heroes. And, um, you know, that'll make it even better, I think. Hey, Swanee, there's nothing better than a clumsy hero and a big, tall, clumsy hero. I'm in love with Oscar <laughs> McInerney. Mm. He's a beauty. I don't know where you found him, but he's, uh, he's had a fantastic couple of weeks. And that's the sort of, they're the sort of characters and, and players that can really drive a bit, of, a bit of a spark around the place and then and obviously some success. Yeah, and I think you saw, you know, when he kicked that goal last week, I think every player ran to him. Like, he's such a popular bloke. He's, he's an absolute beauty, the big O. And... Um, you know, his effort against North pretty much turned the game, really. And, um, you know, there's a, I've got a screen in front of me with Mason Cox there and we're sort of hopeful that he can do the same. You know, he's not too much smaller than him and uh, he can mark it. And, yeah, they're long levers. They always look a bit awkward kicking, but he actually <laughs> kicks it pretty well as well for a big fella. And, and you yeah, know, he gives, Steph a, he gives Steph a bit of a chop out too and, you know, he rucks well. So, yeah, he... he, um, he came off the rookie list, obviously. He was on a train heading to... I think he thought he was going to get picked by Essendon. He was heading on a train to Windy Hill and got the call from us saying we've picked you. So he jumped off and came down to Eddiehead, I think. So <laughs> I knew he was different. Because that's where him. our office was. So. He's got that different look um, about him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's different. And, you know, he played it. It wasn't long ago. He was playing out at Scoresby, I think it was. And, you know, he was playing at the seconds at the Casey. I mean, it's pretty. It's been a few stories written about him. Seconds at Scor- um, Casey uh, Scorpions and then got back, got into the ones and got picked. And, but he's, he was about 22 or 3, so he's got an accounting degree. He sort of lived a, a normal life, you know, before he got drafted. So he, he takes it all pretty um, pretty much in his stride. He's, uh, you know, nothing flusters him too much. But he, you know, he pl- we played him 16 games last year, and every now and again he'd clunk a couple, and you think, geez, you know, if he puts it together. And this last two weeks especially, um, he's been pretty dangerous down there. And hopefully, you know... It, because, as I said, he does ruck well, so if he can add that to his bow sitting you know, sitting dangerously in a forward pocket, he's going to be a bit of a handful. And big Eric Hipwood, uh, bag six last week, and started to take some marks. So that's a, yeah. you know, you've got dangerous smalls down there, but if he can, can repeat anything close to that, it could be a game changer for you. Yeah, well, that's right. And, you know, Dan McStay's been good as well. So, you know, he, he gives a really good contest. So those three big boys, and then you've got, you know, Charlie and... Link and, um, you know, a few of the little fellas at their feet. So it is pretty dangerous. You know, Cam Rayner can mark it as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty it's – a, it's now a pretty da- dangerous forward line now. So it's good. Swanee, before, before we let you go, anything other than the draw that you now think was fantastic? <laughs> that you're grumbling about at City Hall? Is there anything that they need to fix? Uh, no, I think it's – been pretty oh. good. Um, Gee, things are going through. Three wins and <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, just say that yeah, again, yeah. can you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, would, oh, so, I did ring someone this morning actually about the women's comp, but I, it, um, there's a couple of things happening now I'm not too happy about, but we'll see. You're lo- losing up, more so. players? We're losing a heap, yeah. So oh, yeah. I think oh, it was no. supposed to happen this way. So we look like we're going to lose about a dozen, which is ridiculous but anyway we'll um we're working nicely with them on trying to fix that but other than that everything's good
Mm. Oh, well, well, we've got the Suns coming up the road, so we yeah. So know, they're we, going after your other ones, are they? Oh. Well, they, they've, we have to give them eight. That was part of the rules, but we look like we've lost another four back to Melbourne. So then all of a sudden, I'm not sure that was supposed to happen. But we'll no, see. that's uh, that's not flash. Greg, thanks no. for your time. Anyway, good, other good. than that, no, but everything's good. The comp's good. <laughs> We're good winning. Uh, we'll see how we go today. Thanks for having me on, boys. Yeah. Greg Swan joining us, CEO of the Brisbane Lions, who, who are going well. And it, it is an exciting place. I remember when the Gabba first started the rise, and it's uh, it's it was almost the best venue in in the game to go to go and visit. These are the under sixty gamers to play today, Cornsy. Big O, Cam Rayner, Witherden, Berry, Matheson, McCluggage, and Hipwood. They haven't played sixty games yet. Yeah, it's the best young crop, isn't it? Really in the comp, you would imagine, and um, starting to get a lot of games together, as Swanee said, and um, there's a good mix there. So love their tall forwards. The spine's good, and they've got some some excellent midfielders and some experience now. So Can, can they play finals this year, do you think? Absolutely. They, think, we're yeah. waiting for them to arrive. They've arrived. Yeah. They're here. They're going to be hard to beat at home, and they're going to win They're going to win three or four away, just, just through the way they play. They explode. They spread. They run. They create. Kane, before you go out and do your errands, um, how... <laughs> How about a tip for Port Adelaide and Richmond? Well, you'd be you'd be devastated if you're in Port Adelaide's camp and they lose today. This is a this is a seconds Richmond team, isn't it? Really, the big guns are out, but also some depth players are out as well. So, I mean, they'll be competitive for a half, but I'd expect Port Adelaide to be too classy as be- the game goes on. Before you leave, can I? I know you've made some comments about Bryce Gibbs being dropped from the Adelaide team. Do, do you think it'll have the desired effect? I think it will today, um, but there's some other Adelaide players that are sleeping um, pretty comfortably and pretty luckily, I or, think. Or have been, some, maybe, but maybe yeah, aren't anymore. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see, but I think there'll be an initial response. I'm worried about Adelaide's midfield mix. You know, Ellis Yeoman comes in. How does he play with the Crouch boys, who are just contested players? Sloan's the same, so... Where's the speed, excitement, youth in the Adelaide side right now? I don't see it, which is... Who uh, should be in there? Well, Gallucci. Gallucci kicked four goals in round 23 last year. He's a first-round draft pick. He's got some AFL attributes. Douglas is out. Why isn't Gallucci playing the Richard Douglas role? I, I don't know. Miller is 21. He's a young star. Duda, unfortunately, is young but got injured as well. So... I just want to see some youth and some enthusiasm from Adelaide. They just don't have any of that. It's a very stale, slow-looking side at the moment. Kane Corn's been with us. It's, he's, he's left us the keys and he's no, ducking out. We've still... <laughs> <laughs> we got more to talk about. We'll dig a little deeper on the Adelaide Crows and the Blues as well. Stay with us on Crunch Time for Subway with 19 fresh new ingredients at participating restaurants. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.